Welcome to Bold Thinking, entrepreneurial stories honestly told. In a world full of chaos, this is a podcast about people making positive change in the world, using bold thinking to transform business and themselves. Today, I'm talking to Alejandro Mina Abscal Sr., founder of Starhouse Mercedes-Benz. He joins us from Mexico for the final episode of season two. We're going to speak to him about the world of automotive retail and lots of new ideas beyond just traditional dealership, which is really exciting, which is how Honest and Principal got originally involved with him. And also how we got to know and discover he's part of a foundation charity, Casa Hoga Alegre, that is absolutely transforming the lives of abandoned girls in Mexico. Really exciting to talk to him today. Welcome also to William Hendricks, who has worked with Alejandro for many years and will help with the translation today. Welcome to Bold Thinking. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I'm going to go straight in. I am so excited to talk to you today. Um, I absolutely love the the foundation and the charity that you've been doing. So we'll, we'll get to that later. So how are you doing today and how are things in Mexico right now with the COVID restrictions? Well, as, as in other parts of the world, we are crossing a very difficult time. Uh, not only these, we, uh, unfortunately, uh, the political situation in Mexico is not, is not the best for many years. Uh, but our point of view is that, okay, we have that problem that uh, the pandemic will around the world, the political situation in Mexico. But for other side, uh, we are thinking that in Mexico we have a very great opportunities, great opportunities in two in two sense. One for business, one for business because now, in my own opinion, are going to be open uh, different doors, uh, new doors for 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 a different business. But for other side, uh, we think that is a very good opportunity. Uh, to help a little more to the people that that need it no that's that's my my point of view we prefer uh, not to see the bad things <laughs> we prefer to see the, the, the two opportunities one for business and one for uh, social responsibility mm. you are certainly a bright light in the darkness uh, absolutely and and everyone's going to hear that shortly so first tell us about how you built your business well, I started uh, 25 years ago, more or less, uh, with a real estate company with my family. Uh, after that, in 1998, more or less, uh, we, we, we tried to, to open a Mercedes-Benz dealer uh, here in, in the Mexico City metropolitan area. Now we have uh, five stores of Mercedes-Benz. Now, recently, we got, uh, by the way, from England, <laughs> Land Rover and Jaguar, and uh, also Lincoln, uh, uh, Renault, Re- Renault brand also for France. And we are trying to focus uh, all our time and our resources for the high-end brands. Uh, we are thinking that in Mexico, as in other parts of the world, that kind of... Um, of uh, market is going to grow very good in the next years because the people is looking for good experience, for good products to enjoy a little more life. Uh, I don't know if it's good or it's bad, but it is is what it is. The people is buying 
great horses, great yachts, great uh, watches, great uh, uh, cars, and that is happening in, in, in the market, you know? And uh, now, now we are working really hard in, uh, in, a, new, in a new project uh, that we are building with Principal and Honest Group. They are really professional, I want to say that a very great company. Uh, we are working and we are creating a, a very, very unique, unique project here in Mexico. Uh, in our opinion, it's going to be the best in the world. There are maybe 10, 10 resorts like this all around the world. It's going to be a, a private racetrack. Uh, imagine a golf course. <laughs> instead of the golf course, it's a, it's a racetrack. For the, passion of cars and all around the racetrack is going to be a very great blue house business center the first museum important museum of cars in mexico uh, in in the last phase we are going to have a, a great hotel in order to receive conventions exhibitions uh, all around the, the, the automotive industry i don't know if, if you know this but mexico is the fourth yes Yes, it's the fourth uh, constructor of uh, cars for all other worlds in terms of not, not, not internal market, uh, cars for export. Then Mexico, the, the automotive industry in Mexico, in terms of industry, it's really, really important. Uh, and and re this racetrack is not going to be only for, for private clients, uh, going to be only for the industry, you know, tires, brakes, any kind of industry that, that they need. Uh, some kind of test, some kind of test of uh, of this industry, and also uh, it's not the time to talk about this, but we are going to create another product from <laughs> with the principal and honest. This is for the next future, but we are working right now really, really hard with this project. We began just ten days ago. We are really excited. Uh, we 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 begin to move some earth and the first machines ten ten days ago. And, uh, and obviously, uh, my favorite part of my life uh, is Casa Gran Alegría. This is a home for abandoned girls. And uh, also, we have working on that for more than 20 years. Yeah. But we're going to talk about it later. Yeah. But it's, that's, not, that's my favorite yeah. part of the yeah, I love that. And I have to tell you, from an honest and principled perspective, and I'm not just saying this, it is one of the best projects our strategy and creative people have ever worked on. Literally, I cannot wait for the world to see it. It is absolutely amazing. It is brilliant. Um, you operate businesses in quite different sectors. Would you say that's typical of many entrepreneurs in Mexico um, you know, you talk a lot about the bold way people do business, um, mm -hmm. you know, because it's always a challenge. It's hard to plan far ahead. But is it typical for entrepreneurs in Mexico to, um, you know, to be bold thinkers? Well, if, uh, if you're thinking about that, we're talking about bold thinking, right? Uh, I think that all the entrepreneurs here in Mexico have to create something different no for example in our projects uh, uh, we are creating a different experience no i'm going to tell you some some examples in the case for example of mercedes-benz or, or any uh, any other kind of brands but we are creating uh, for example for mercedes-benz we create the first uh, urban store 
uh, that it was done with a very special design. Uh, and now these designs have been copied in other parts. And, uh, and for the other side, we, we create a, a very large building in the north of the city also for Mercedes. And we are trying to create, for example, uh, also for J World and Rover for the next, for the second part of this year, uh, a flagship, an important flagship for like, J World and Rover. What, why is that? The point is that we want to create, I am not in charge to view the cars. The cars are beautiful, the cars are amazing. That is not in my hand, no? They're trying to create a, 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 a better spaces, a new experience, um, uh, different kind of service that we want to, to do uh, for our clients. I, we suppose that that is a difference that we can do in that kind of business. In the other business, like the Mexico Drive Resort, uh, the truck, we, we are going to create everything. We're going to create from zero. Uh, that's why it really is really amazing. It's, uh, we are taking a lot, of, a lot of hours working on that, no? Yeah, it's, it, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's incredibly visionary. Now, really want to talk to you about the uh, charity and the foundation that you set up. You know, what led you to developing the Casa Hagoralagra charity? You know, it feels like a brilliantly bold idea. You know, what, you know, what, what happened? What started this? Well, uh, we start with this uh, a little more than 20 years ago. Uh, this, this home was open uh, with four little girls. It was open with a big, a big heart of uh, a lady but without any kind of um, systems, a structure uh, and everything, no? And thanks God, I could, I could be there since that date. And a group of, of friends, we are in the board, 10, 10 friends in the board. We are working very hard in order to have a very strong system, uh, very, uh, the, the structure for the education, the structure for the education, from the, the health, the health of the, of the girls. And we have uh, girls from two or three years old until the university. And now we have uh, four or five girls uh, that now was uh, graduate. That have graduated. Uh -huh. They are self-supporting and now have graduated and are living by themselves. Wow. So where do these girls yeah. come from? Because obviously, you know, what, what happens to these girls that make them homeless? Where are their families? Where are the families? Yeah. Okay, the point is, it's really sad. Mm. These girls uh, normally are, are living in the streets, are living uh, in some homes without any kind of uh, cares. Uh, let me tell you something. I cannot, it is really important. I cannot take, a, if, if, as a foundation, I cannot take a girl directly from the street. It's, it's illegal. The point is, first of all, these girls go uh, for an official, official place into the system of the government. And after that, that system from the government, they send the girls to us. Normally, they don't have uh, fathers. Or sometimes, for example, I'm going to point you to an example. I don't want to extend it too much. 
But for example, three months ago, we received a, a, a little girl, and this girl was born in jail. And after two years or three years that she was uh, living there, we could we, we, we could go for her, and now we do that. And for example, in this case, she has a mom, yeah. but the mom is in jail, yeah. no? And then it's that, that kind of uh, that kind of uh, situations. Yeah. So you, you incredibly um, successful entrepreneur, Alejandro. But what you've got here is in your heart is you're helping these young girls who, you know, families can't look after them or sell them into, um, you know, some form of slavery, you know, or parents are in prison and you're taking them in and you're helping them have education, have a standing in life and house them and look after them until they can afford to get work for themselves. You know, that's a massive transformational story for these girls. Do they... Um, you know, what happens next? Do they go and get jobs and have families and have successful lives? Exactly. That, that, that kind of uh, cases we have, more or less now we have, as I told you before, six or, or, or five. Uh, it was something uh, amazing. For example, three of, three of those girls are working with me here in the company. You know? and this is amazing for me. Uh, one of them, she is married, you know, she's mom, she's happy, she's totally independent. Uh, the other one is single, uh, he's working in marketing. The other ones, sometimes we, we help them in order to find some job. Uh, normally you have many surprises that they open by themselves the doors that they needed. Uh, normally we try to keep in touch like your, like your son, like your daughters. No, sometimes we talk every three or four months, say, hello, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. We try to keep in, in contact. I think a fundamental aspect of the model of Casa Hogar Alegría is that we nurture and care for the girls up to the point when they become self-sustaining. At this time, we are also offering them the opportunity of university scholarships mm. so that they can really develop the skills they need to become self-sustaining. Mm. And what we've seen is that one of the biggest signs of success of Caso Gara Alegría is that the girls, once they become self-sustaining, come back and contribute to Caso Gara Alegría. It's incredible. Mm. I think it's, a, I mean, it's, you know, the social responsibility of businesses these days is becoming more and more important and what you've done here is you've actually given these young girls a, a life an opportunity and education where do you see this going in the future do you want this to grow to develop where do you see this charity um you know going to next at this point we are able to house 140 girls wow it's amazing however by the end of this year we expect that number to grow to 200 girls by 2021, by the end of 2021, there will be approximately 300 girls in our system. Uh, by 2023, we expect this number to grow to 500 girls. And thereafter, we would like to be able to bring in uh, 200 girls per year. That's, uh, tell me, let me tell you something. 
we attained in, in these last years very strong system, very strong system for the education, for health, the facilities, etc. Uh, now we can grow really fast. No, uh, now we we are totally ready, ready to begin to to make a very very fast growing, uh, because you know. Let me tell you something. Officially, there are more or less one million girls alone. Uh, that is. Oh. Then imagine that we are really happy to have. 140 or 500, but it's nothing. It's nothing for us. is is a lot. You know, if, if you can, I saw I saw a movie last week, uh, last weekend, and I heard one sentence that said, "If you save one life, you save the world." Uh, okay, but in this problem, uh, really, we are helping just a few we have to grow no? that's why we are working in a very uh, ambitious ambitious program with principle and honest yeah. and, and what how i mean you know and what help do you need from brands and businesses do you need them to sponsor you to support you with this yes we have uh, absolutely we have to to raise 15 million dollars for the next for the next uh, five years it sounds too much but it's nothing, really nothing with the help of good people, with great companies. For example, the cost, the cost for one girl monthly is around $600, more or less. We have different ways that people can contribute. A direct way to do it is to adopt a girl or to adopt a group of girls for a certain period of time. Another way to contribute is to invest in the construction of new facilities. Another way to participate is through exchanges. If you can provide material goods that the girls require, that is another way. There are many ways, and we can always adapt to new proposals of people who are interested in participating and helping us uh, look after these yeah. girls. So you can make a di real difference to a girl's life. So. What roles do you think brands should play in society? You know, you're a top, you know, a really successful business, really successful brand owner, automotive. You're doing this charity. What brands should, you know, what role should brands play in society? The, the, the principal role in the next future for all the companies is the social responsibility. Is no negotiations about that. <laughs> no, it's social responsibility. When I say social responsibility, I'm talking about a lot of things. No, it's environment is uh, helping poor people, is helping with a, a better, better food for the people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, no, uh, let me tell you something that we have uh, uh, the best certifications uh, here in Mexico and international certifications in terms of the clear position of numbers, the clear position of transparency, etc. That is really, really important because sometimes people say, hey, I want to help, but uh, who is this group? How they are going to use my money? Uh, we, we had a very, very good, uh, very nice uh, experience and, uh, 
five years ago, one, one guy from the United States, an artist, uh, wanted to help in Mexico. And he made, he made uh, uh, due diligence in around 100 foundations. And thanks God, we won. After the, the contest, we won. When I went to the United States, and I, and I want to say the, the name because I, I'm really pleased with him, is Mark Anthony, the singer. A very, very nice friend, and he's helping us a lot. And I say thank you here. Uh, and I asked him, hey, Mark, why we won? Uh, we win, sorry, no? I want to know. <laughs> and they told us, because you have a very, a very uh, clear numbers, you have the best transparency, and also you have the best program uh, in all the country, less program for the girls. And that is really, really important for the donors, for the people who want to help. Yeah. I mean, companies want to know if they're going to donate money, it goes to the people and really genuinely helps them. And what you've proved is that you genuinely accept and take that money and really help young girls, which I think is just really important. So we have, we have, uh, we say here in, in Casa de Alegría, if you save a boy, you save a man. Yeah. If you save a girl, you save a family. Yeah. Wow. That is the, uh, that's what that is our, our motto. Yeah. I think it's so true. And, and really what, you know, what you're looking for is, um, you know, brands and businesses globally and within Mexico to help support this charity and, you know, support lots more young girls get educated so that they can then grow, you know, themselves into young, you know, capable and adults and have their own families, which I think is a, you know, is a brilliant social responsible calling. No, it's really impressive. Really impressive. I, I also think the model that we have implemented creates a virtuous circle. Poverty is a vicious circle. And the way that we have implemented the model, it is creating a virtuous circle because, because it not only brings these girls out of poverty, it helps them grow, it helps them resolve their physical and psychological challenges, and then it prepares them to be self-sustaining and to aspire to create a family. But given the amount of experience that they've had, the, their outlook on family is really to value the family. So the model that Caso Gar Alegría has created is engaging these girls in a virtuous circle. Let me tell you something. Uh, this is good information. Imagine the situation that these girls happened in the past. No? Uh, violations, etc., uh, etc. Horrible things. Uh, Im imagine after that, now we have 90% of the girls with a stable psychological uh, situation. That's amazing. 90% of that girls, because of the system, they have some stability in the psychological situation. Not easy. Believe me, not easy. No? Uh, that that is uh, one of our 
strongest uh, assets, no? All the uh, the help that we can uh, give them in terms of uh, uh, coaching, uh, coaching, uh, psychological support, psychological support, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, it's brilliant. I mean, I think you know one of the things um, you know we've really, really enjoyed working with you on is um, to help to raise awareness around this charity. Um, as well as to work with you on this amazing uh, job. So I just want to say thank you, Alejandro. Um, So much respect for you and everything that you have done. So thank you for joining us, Alejandro. What an amazing story. Um, And thank you for listening to the final episode of season two. What a great way to end the series um, of bold thinking, entrepreneurial stories honestly told. You can find links more about what we discussed in the show notes, including Casa Hoga Allegra. If this episode has got you thinking, share your comments on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram or contact at hello at thehonestbrand.com. This is a final episode of season two. Thanks for listening in and do share your thoughts and join me again next season to hear from more people who are making positive change in the world. 